So I'm reading this article on women having a hard time getting into the trucking industry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's it's no secret. I mean, if you remember, Prime had a lawsuit against them probably eight, nine, ten years ago. They had a, a lawsuit where they they were having problems with trainers. Yes. And I don't remember the exact thing, but we have another lawsuit that was just filed this past week against Stevens Transport out of Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah? Wow. Probably about the same thing. And, and let me I'm going to read. I've got some bullet points. I wanted to read this article. I don't know how many people have covered this yet. It's pretty fresh. Before I read this, I just want you to know, and I mean this from my heart, I feel for the ladies that are having a hard time getting into the industry because I already do know the frustrations. Right. So I don't, but, but I, I, I'm not going to play biased and leaning either way. I'm just going to give you the facts and I'm going to explain the frustrations of both sides that I see. So just a few bullets I wrote. Some women say many trucking companies have made it effectively impossible for them to get a trucking job. Hmm. It says trucking companies often refuse to hire women if the business, if the businesses do not have women available to train them. You see, you see where the problems falling mm-hmm. in now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are very, very few women, let alone trainers, available in trucking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the numbers really add up here terribly. In fact, I wrote it down what the actual numbers are. Um, it says it is unlawful. Now, listen to this. It says it is unlawful for a trucking company to require that a female job candidate be paired only with a female trainer, meaning you can't say to a truck, a, a, a lady trucker that's trying to join your, your company that, listen, we don't have a female trainer and therefore you can't come here. You cannot turn her down for that reason. Okay. Um, in fact, later on, it's going to say that, you know, there's been a law that was in, uh, in 21. I'll be reading it in a little bit. Something, some kind of thing was enacted to um, make it better, solve the problems on getting ladies into the industry and that, you know, it is illegal for a company to do that. But there's a lot of problems with that statement. Um, it says, Ash, Ashley Streeter of Killeen, Texas, said she had borrowed $7,000 to attend a truck driving school and earn her commercial driver's license, which is probably the going rate. I mean, right. maybe some pay more. I mean, it's it, it says, uh, allegedly, Stephen Transport told her that she couldn't be hired because the business had no women to train her. Other trucking companies turned her down for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Three women filed a complaint against Stevens with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission on Thursday, contending that the company's same-sex training policy unfairly denied them trucking jobs. Boy, do I have a lot on my mind on that one. Okay. I mean, you, if you want to go ahead and say something, go ahead. You got something you want to... Because there's a lot... Like I said, it's, it goes both ways. You know what I mean? What's, what's going on? Do you want me to read the rest? Or yeah, that's why I'm... Okay. Says the commission had brought the lawsuit that resulted in the 2014 federal court decision against similar policies at another trucking company, Prime. Okay, mm-hmm. we covered that like w- a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, critics of the industry said the persistence of same-sex training nearly a decade after that ruling which did not set national legal precedent was evidence that trucking companies had not done enough to hire women who could help solve their labor woes. It's frustrating to see that we have not evolved at all, said Desiree Wood, a trucker 
who is the president and founder of Real Women in Trucking, a nonprofit. Companies that insist on using women to train female applicants generally do so because they want to avoid claims, and this is the big one, of sexual harassment. Uh, Trainers typically spend weeks alone with the trainees on the road where the two often have to sleep in the same cab. Critics suggest that employers could reduce the risk of harassment by paying for trainees to sleep in the hotel room, which some companies already do. It is estimated that there is over 65,000 lady truckers out of 1.27 million drivers uh, United States wide. The Infrastructure Act of 2021 required the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration to set up an advisory board to support women pursuing trucking careers and identify practices that keep women out of the profession, like they're talking about now. Practices of making only women train them. We don't have a woman available, okay? Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not on either side. Um, Miss Streeter, a mother of three, said that she had applied to Stevens because it hired people straight out of the trekking school. She told Stevens' representatives that she was willing to be trained by a man, but to no avail. Um, I wrote allegedly. Uh, Bruce Dean, general counsel of Stevens, denied the allegations in the suit. The fundamental premises in the charge that Stevens Transport Inc. only allows women trainers to train women trainees is false, He said in a statement adding that the company has had a cross-gender training program where both men and women trainers train female trainees for decades. Um, And which, if you think about it, if that's true, then that would be a hard lawsuit to win if they could say, look at our numbers. We we have women uh, train or we have men train women also. Mm -hmm. Um, Some legal experts said that although same-sex training was ruled unlawful in only one federal court. That would be back in, I guess, 14. Trucking companies would struggle to defend such policies before other judges. Under federal employment discrimination law, employers can seek special legal exemptions to treat women differently from men, but courts have granted them very rarely. I don't know if you just exactly heard that. It said it's very rare, but some courts have granted a, a permission in certain industries for women to be treated differently than men. Oh, one more thing. It says, Deborah Brake, a professor at the University of Pittsburgh who specializes in employment and gender law, said they need to be able to give women equal employment opportunities and prevent and remedy sexual harassment and I say good luck to that one but you know you know one of the things about living here on earth (laughs) (laughs) we we wake up with problems every day and and they've got to be solved and this has been an ongoing problem for a very very long time so what are your thoughts on it and I'll give you my thoughts well first women in a male dominant working environment has been going on since what rural two is it where the women started going in and doing work in and while the men were at war and there they still had issues back then on when women did this being in the trucking industry when yes it is mostly male dominated and being a woman that was in driving and so forth. I just lucked out that my trainer happened to be my husband. You know, it it does make it difficult on a daily basis to be out there in the industry where you're always around other men that view you as a woman. And I'm saying this in, in, in the best way I can because a lot of men still out there in the industry don't don't feel as though a woman should be in it. There's still plenty of 
men out there that that think, hey, they want to drive, let them drive. But there's still men out there that don't think women should be there. And it's not in the in the bad sense. Well, let, let me ask you, let's address the sexual harassment part about it. Okay, I understand you're saying about the male chauvin. You're saying about the male chauvinist part where a, a lot of men don't think women. You remember the old, back in the day when we were younger, what was the old saying? Women should be barefoot. Barefoot and pregnant. And in the kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Which that was, it was like a joke. But there were some men that actually thought that way. Okay, um, you know, here we are, 2023. Women make great truck drivers. They, yeah. They, they really do. A mm-hmm. lot of companies will tell you they take better, better care of the trucks. Um, you see, a lot of women don't complain about running north and going where they have to go. It's just the truth. They really don't. I've interviewed them um, on different occasions. And um, but but yes, you're right. In it is tough in a a male dominant environment. So that's one strike, you know, that women got against them because you know and I both know when uh, a, a female's trying to go into a male dominant anything, they really have to toughen up even harder and they almost have a uh, uh, almost a, it almost makes them different you know what I mean because of that okay again I'm not saying it's good or bad but but let me go let me go to this sexual harassment part and because I think that's the big one um, that's one of the biggest things that if as, as you've seen Stevens they're saying Stevens said it um, other companies said it uh, I know companies that do say that a truck driver, okay, that is a male, that is a trainer, there's probably, if you, let's say you had 50 trainers at your trucking company, I would tell you that at least 40, 45 of those men would refuse to train a woman anyways because they don't want to be accused of sexual harassment. I agree. I agree. A lot of men don't want to... And it's not like they don't want to be around a woman. It's just the fact that they're afraid of, and just afraid of any actions because they don't know them. Honestly, it's two people that are strangers, so they really don't know their personality. So they don't know if something does come up, you know, insulting them in any form whatsoever, whether it be the male or the female. You can both can file a lawsuit against the other. Let me let me, let me point to like even senators congressmen, high-up executives. We read, look look at Bill Clinton. Remember Bill Clinton, he was the president. He had an affair where he was messing with Monica Lewinsky, if you remember all the sexual allegations that was brought on, just in the, in the, in the White House itself. What I'm getting at is, is people, people think, I mean, it, yes, people can work together. Men and women can coexist without sexual harassment or somebody wanting one thing or the other. But let's be honest with each other. You know, you've got a man and a woman working in tight quarters. Okay, you've got, uh, and, and, and they're driving together. As a trainer and a trainee, most of the times, the trainer's never going to sleep while the trainee's driving. So they're up the entire day together or whenever they're driving. And so they're talking. And of course, they're going to start talking personal. And sometimes, you know, one, you know how men, men especially, Ruthann, in, in a friendship where it's one, a man and it's a woman, okay, you and I both know that a lot of times the man does want more. You know what I mean? If the woman's nice to him, he somehow becomes attracted to her. But what I'm getting at is it's natural. It's natural for a man and a woman to kind of be almost get attracted to each other. Just look at the Bill Clinton. Look at some of these senators that have affairs or end up sleeping with somebody. It's it's I'm not. I'm not justifying it in any way. We're human beings. We know things happen. So with that being said, you've got a truck driver that's a trainer, okay? And then he's got a wife at home. And what do you think 99% of the wives are saying about their husbands training a woman, you know, being with that woman two, three, four weeks, night and day, when they pull into a truck stop, he's on the top bunk. She's on the bottom bunk or, or whatever, and they're sleeping. They've got to change in the in the cab. She's got to get changed into her nighttime sleeping stuff. 
it's it's awkward and things can happen and you know dang well would you would you agree that most women would be like no way you, is my husband going to be alone with a guy and that I'm not saying that some women wouldn't trust their husband I'm just saying most would not ever ever want that and therefore that's why you see a lot of trainers refusing not only because of of being accused of sexual harassment because they got wives at home that are saying no absolutely not that's going to cause me a divorce and you would think that the woman that's the trainer would understand that because I'm sure they would feel the same way. It doesn't matter how much you love your, your spouse and how much you trust your spouse. It's not generally the spouse you have to worry about. So whether it be male or female, that's where you, you come up with the fact that if the person's in a relationship, they shouldn't be forced to have to be in a truck with an opposite sex person training them because of it being the law. And, and you know, I could just picture, we went over this stuff years ago, but I could picture, you know, some guys going, oops, I didn't mean to open your, the curtain. I didn't know you were changing. You know what I'm saying? Little things like that. Or, women or, do the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah, and women could do the same thing, you know, that are attracted to a man. Oh, I tripped and I fell through the curtain. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to, to see you naked. I'm just saying, things like that, people think that way and they say things and they do things like that. And there's probably people out there going, you know, Troy, you know, this, it doesn't have to be about sex. But the problem is you have a man and a woman in a cab. And many times it's going to cross each other's minds. It's going to. I, me personally, I would never, ever put myself in the situation of being in a cab with a female myself that I didn't know. And you know what? The other thing was I read how some men have sexually harassed their trainees. And then on the other side of the coin, I've read many instances where some women really have gone to multiple companies and literally filed a complaint at two or three different companies saying they were sexually harassed. Now, if she's being honest, then that's a lot of men, you know, hitting on that woman. And if she's not being honest, then you've got a lot of false accusations going on there. But either way, if I'm a male trainer, Ruth Ann, if, if I'm a trainer at all, I'm staying away from that. I, I would hope so. <laughs> no, I'm just saying whether I, even if I wasn't married, mm -hmm. I would be like, absolutely, because you just don't know. With, with so many things, there's a, an article actually in the news this past week about a baseball player that was where a woman, I guess she asked him to have rough sex or something like that. Crazy. And then, so then she accused him of beating her. Yeah, crazy. So it's like, you don't know, you don't know who's in that cab with you. And personally, if it's me, I'm staying away from it. I mean, I, I literally, I, well, I wouldn't train men either, but I sure wouldn't want to train. Not that I don't trust myself. I just don't trust the situation on, even if I'm being a good boy, something else could happen. There's too many scenarios where um, one bad apple ruined the whole thing. So the, the person that's, you know, when you have women that go in there and they're going to accuse the man of doing certain things, it ruins the whole perspective then. Because whether it be a man or a woman, I shouldn't just say the woman doing it, but it ruins the whole perspective then on the bottom line of being able to just train the person to do the job right. And I don't, I don't think that a, a law should be enacted and forced upon someone that doesn't feel comfortable training someone in the opposite sex because of the fact that they're trying to protect themselves. Because no matter what you try and do, if it's a waiver that you're being signed saying that you're not going to do certain things or say certain things, it still will come back as something else. You know what I mean? I do. You know, if you sign a waiver saying, okay, we're never going to file a lawsuit. You know, I'm putting myself into this um, situation where I'm going to be trained by a person of the opposite sex. So I cannot file a lawsuit against them in the future. Well, what happens then? Then the, they could take advantage of that and do exactly what they're being, you know, everything's being accused of. You know what I mean? And listen, I want to say this also. I'm not, again, like I started out, I'm not advocating for Stevens in this case. I'm not advocating for the ladies. I feel bad for women because 
it is harder because of the numbers. And it's less than 5% of women that are in the industry. And so with that being said, Ruthann, that article said that the industry hasn't done enough to attract women and then enough to prevent sexual harassment. Well, honestly and truly, I would like to, I would like to ask the people, you know, that made this law and this commission, you know, what, what is a trucking company to do when it's hard enough right now to get qualified, any drivers, how are you to take, uh, a female truck driver coming in the door and, and like you just said, you can't force a man. You can't say, hey, listen, you're a trainer. You got a trainer because you know what's going to happen next. The guy's going to say, I'm quitting. Uh, my marriage is worth more to me than, um, than uh, you know, than this job. And so most guys will do that. And so then flip, flip to the other small percent. Let's say you have 50 trainers. I'm just going with a big company, okay? Uh, or let's say you have 25 trainers and, and three of them are women, obviously, they, uh, I've talked to trucking companies about this and they've told me the same thing. They said, men, first off, men don't want to train women and their female trainers are booked for the next nine months, meaning they already have females lined up for these female trainers. And therefore, if you're a lady trying to get into it, you graduate school and now you got to wait almost a year to get with a female trainer many times right now. Correct. I see. I, I've heard a few uh, companies say the same thing about the situation where they just don't have enough and the ones that they do have are backed up. And, you know, then what's happening is these women that are trainers, they got to understand now those women can't go home on a normal schedule because they're trying to train these these other ladies to be out there driving and it's hard to go on the same schedule with one another. So one of them's got to give up home time to be able to do the training that's necessary. And I want to reiterate one thing. I'm not on anybody's side here. Cause I know there's probably some guys out there going, Oh, Troy, screw you. I, I, I can, I could be professional and maybe there are some guys that can be Ruth Ann. I'm sure there is. I'm yeah. sure there is. I'm not going to say neither one of us are saying that there's not someone that can be professional. It's the person that is not professional that you have to watch out for then. I'm just merely presenting scenarios and situations that come up and we both know they come up. It's it, we'd only be lying to ourselves if we didn't say that you know a sexual situation in a cab, especially if if both are attractive, Ruthann. That's even worse. Okay, you can't tell me that that, that that's not going to happen, and you can't tell me it would create problems at home. But now you've got a small percent that can train and are probably willing, but they like the very few ladies. They're probably backed up who already scheduled drivers coming in. I think the average is like two to four weeks you go with a trainer. So, you know, it is tough. It's a problem. I'll tell you, the other thing that they mentioned was getting them a hotel for the night, you know, instead of having them sleep in the truck. I mean, that might curb it a little bit. You know, you, you, you pay, f- the company has to pay for a hotel, you know, while the, s- the student's in um, training. That's, what's that, another hundred bucks a night? So they're so now the company's going to have to invest another three thousand dollars a month. It's already a lot to invest when you're hiring a driver to begin with per trainee. Yeah. So you know it's it'll be it remains to be seen what's going to happen here in the future with lady truckers. Again, I feel for them, and uh, hopefully they'll come up with a solution, some kind of a I don't know an incentive. You know, maybe Ruthann, maybe an incentive. To actually get these ladies trained by other trainers, you know, lady trainers or men trainers that are single, and then maybe put these, put them through a rigorous training program themselves before they start training women. I don't know, but either way, it remains to be seen. What if this, I mean, honestly, it could help if the schools themselves train the women. I mean, they're already doing it all. What if the schools train the women a little bit more? Who knows? I mean, that just comes into a more cost for the school then, too, for yeah. the trainee. Yeah, because they're required quite a bit. Like, for example, some companies are just required three, four weeks over the road. I don't see schools being able to, you know, do that. You know, but that is, you know, Ruthann, what's really funny, that's actually a problem that somebody could probably solve by investing in a company that over the road trains Lady truck drivers. When I mean, that- we have real women in trucking, and we have 
um, women in trucking. That's two women based trucking companies, not companies as far as they're transporting freight, but like organizations, I guess is really the better word for it. Maybe there could be something that they can come up with where there is a woman that trains just, that's all she does is trains for these companies, women to drive for them. I think whatever the, the remedy is, it's going to be expensive. So no matter what, yeah. Anyways, do you have anything else to add to this? Um, I hope that there's a, a way that they can find a way to get past it, you know, but I don't think forcing people to do something that they truly don't feel comfortable to do, like that's against their rights also. Yeah. I think the, the only solution most likely will be to put out a huge pay increase for men or women trainers that are willing to come and train the ladies. I mean that sincerely. Yeah. I mean, you pay somebody enough, they're going to come and they're going to behave and they're going to train right. And I also would suggest in um, inward-facing cameras. Uh, you know, I seen in an article that said that. It said actually mm-hmm. they need to make sure that the inward-facing cameras are there for any bad behavior that mm-hmm. they can eliminate. So yeah. we'll, we'll see in the future. Hopefully this will get fixed for everybody. I hope so. All right, moving on. Moving on. Hey, let's take a break. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following, new Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Hey, drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. Thank you. You were telling me about a trucker that had like all of his tires flattened on him or something like that. What were you talking about? Do you have that? I do. I do. And it's, it's a downright shame that this has happened. Basically... This driver, David Lucas, was his name, and he had his wife with him, which was a rare occasion that he actually took his wife with. And they were going from um, Kentucky down to Florida on I-75, and he was hauling a flatbed with, um, like, one of the the heavy equipment on the back of it. It was, I don't know what it's called, like a, starts with an M, like a Mercener or something like that. Some kind of heavy equipment. Anyways, a, a Moffat? No, no. It was um, it was something that was. 
It's okay. Just go ahead. Anyways, he was hauling this this these this heavy equipment. It was just one big machine. And he was driving down and he was running out of his hours there in Georgia. So he took the exit ramp and the first place he usually goes to happened to be full. So he went down to the next one, which was like exit 37, I think it is, off of I-75. He got to there, pulled over, and it was like right next to like a cotton field. So he said he, there was no 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 um, sign saying no parking, no nothing. And he said on his Peterbilt that he has, you know, 389 Pete, he said he has a lot of lights, even on his um, his head rack. He has all of the these lights shining everywhere. So he didn't think anything of it, you know. Pulls over, they bed down. He wakes up the next morning, goes to do his pre-trip. As he's doing his pre-trip, he notices the big truck on the back of his trailer. The tires were flat. It was sitting on its rims, right? Mm. So then he goes and he starts looking and he starts noticing his trailer tires are flat also. All, all trailer tires? Every single one of his tires, all 18 between his tractor and his trailer, were flattened. So he goes and he was able to drive to the Sitco that was nearby to get off the ramp. Drives over there, calls the, uh, the tire service. The tire service tech comes out, takes a look at everything, and he says, it, one tire alone had 11 stabs in it. And he said that the tech said it was like either like an ice pick or something to that, that effect. And they said, you know what they said? This isn't uncommon in this stretch of I-75. I never knew that I-75 had that much problems so, on it. So there's a serial tire flattener? Yes. See, because yes. when you said about the cotton field, because he took the exit, and so he was... Because uh, I've, I've been by those cotton fields, and so he, it sounds like he was just on the little back road or whatever off of that exit or whatever and just pulled over on, on, a, on a, 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 an opening section because you said it was right beside the cotton field, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so what I was thinking, that, and I could be wrong, but somebody that does that, could it be the landowner? Well, see, that's what they thought also, but there was no sign saying no parking near, you know, here. He did it. He, this, this driver did. I mean, if anybody wants to see the video, of he, he did a TikTok video. Um, his name is David Lucas. And there, like I said, there's a TikTok video. I think it's uh, Lucas DAD 81 is his profile. And he did this whole video of him showing, walking around everything, the area that he was at and, st- and so forth. You know... He didn't think it was, and and the the police department, it's Adel, A-D-E-L, police, they didn't think it was the... Farmer? Farmer either, like the area. It, it just is someone that goes, because it's not just right there, evidently. It's up and down more areas of I-75 in in Georgia. So as I'm, as I'm picturing the guy with the ice pick multi-stabbing every tire... I'm thinking, okay, first off, it had to be somebody that knows rigs because the average vandal would have just flattened outside tires. But this guy had to reach in, and the only way you're going to, well, I guess you could, I guess you could just get there and flatten it from the actual treads. But normally you want to flatten a tire by the sidewalls. But, you know, if he had the ice pick, it's going to go through easy. My, My thought was... It sounded like a pissed off landowner. That's what that. Rem- I'm just trying to figure some random clown vandalizing. I'm going to flatten everything, including the machine on the truck, and I'm going to take a chance when I know the trucker's in there because you can hear it running mm-hmm. and the lights are on. It's like, man, that had to be somebody that knows. Yeah, the the guy because you don't hear people outside. The only you got to knock pretty hard on a truck sometimes when you're sleeping in there and it's running mm-hmm. to to even hear somebody banging on your door sometimes. So my thoughts are, eh, I don't know. I would. I, it's too bad he didn't have an outside camera, you know what I mean, on something because I, my suspicions go with the landowner. It really does. I'm just saying. But they said there was also damage done to his uh, aluminum box, one of the aluminum boxes that he had. Something on the doors was damaged on it. So honestly, me, my conspiracy theory is, it's the sir. It's a tire service company, or a tow truck. Uh, you company. know that's a that's a very good that's very good. That maybe the ones that actually had to come and give them tires did it. 
Um, well, that was literally, it cost him $10,000, over $10,000. It was 10, $10,400, I think, is what it cost to get everything, all the tires replaced. That's horrible. Yeah. Hopefully, he was able to claim it on insurance. But you know, the, the thing about it is that's a great um, theory, Ruthann, because think about it. You said in the beginning that it's very common. So if it's very common, you know how like sometimes they'll bust a firefighter for starting fires? Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder, like you said, is a tire company actually, man, that's crazy, man, if they would catch a, a tire company doing that. Yeah. But, okay, so anyways, y'all, if anybody by chance had driven by that night, okay, when that, when, when, do, do you have the day that it, ha- it happened? If anybody's out there listening and you drove by exit 37 on that little back road off of I-75 in Georgia, and you have like a dash cam video, it would be so perfect for you to anonymously send it to the police. And what did you say, Adele, were you then? Yeah, it's, it was Monday, October 2nd. Monday. And it was in um, on exit 37 in Adele, Georgia. So if, if you had come by just by chance and you got your dash cam, maybe there's a vehicle, maybe you caught somebody's license plate. Wow. Would that be something if we could catch the scumbag well, that flattened that truck driver's tires on that big old Peterbilt Ruth end? Yeah, he had it. looks like it was a black, um, is it 2018? I think it said 2018 uh, 389P. And it, he worked for like busy, busy bomber girl trucking out of busy Kentucky. All right. There you all have it. Um if you if you got dash cam video or you remember seeing somebody that night and you can identify, please contact the Adele police or, or contact Talk CDL and we'll take over from there. If you want to do it anonymously, we have no problem getting involved ourselves. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. You know, Ruthann, I wanted to talk about something briefly today. Um, driver pay. And what I'm getting at is how hard has inflation hit the United States of America in the last year? Super, super hard. Right. Inflation is out of hand, but driver pay is not. Inflation's going up. Driver pay, in many instances lately, we've seen trucking companies dropping some pay, Mm -hmm. dropping their bonuses, dropping their sign-on incentives, their sign-on bonuses. Um, They've taken away. So my my question is, and not every trucking company is doing it, what, what I wanted to mention is, you know, it, it, the rates are really bad. Everybody knows that trucking rates are horrible right now. And many times the solution to save money is to screw our truck drivers. I'm serious. Yeah. The hard laborers. Let's get, let's, and, and unfortunately, a lot of places, that's what they think. Where can I cut a dime? I've talked to a lot of lease purchase drivers lately, Ruthann, and they tell me, one guy was telling me the other day he ran 3,000 miles, his paycheck was $250. And so, you know, with that being said, I guarantee you that there's a lot of trucking companies, if you're on a lease purchase right now, that's making up for cost by skimming off of you. I can tell you, if you're, if you're running 3,000 miles and you ain't making more than a company driver, you need to get out of there. That's a, just a fact. But if you're with a trucking company and they've dropped your pay, and I've seen that a lot lately, Ruthann, where companies have dropped five and ten cents a mile, um, because where can we save money? Well, we'll just take it from the drivers. Man, that's very heartening when everybody else is paying more for everything, and now you're paying your 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 employees less. Right, you're going to take less, but. You know, to the to the for the employees, the ones that are actually moving your freight, you're going to give them less. You're going to take away from them. But are you taking them less out of your pay? Ninety percent of the time, they're like, "No, we're going to give ourselves a raise." So what they're doing is they're taking from the driver that's actually doing all the work for them, and then t- taking that money and putting it in their own pocket because they're not they. You don't see a. It's very rare that you'll see a business owner or a big CEO of a company saying. I'm going to go ahead and take less so I don't have to take it from the people that are actually working for me. And see, that was my point. 99.9% of the times, the guy that's taken the money from the trucker, that guy 
isn't taking a pay cut at all. And sometimes he even gets a raise, which really rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. The truck driver is the guy working 5 million hours a week, right? And you're... You're 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 refusing to give up any of your pay, but I, I read an article. Ironically, you brought that up because this is what I wanted to, to mention. It's kind of a little bit of a a kudos, but yet I, I don't know which way to think about this. L- listen to this, Ruthann. I recently read this. It says Knight Swift executives take pay cut amid cost reduction efforts. Wow. Now, listen to this. Yeah, read more, It says, following a tough second quarter, this was after the second quarter, Knight Swift Transportation announced um, that at the close of the market that that two top executives would take a 20% voluntary cut to their base pay uh, uh, for the remainder of the year. Okay? This was just about six weeks ago uh, they did this. So they're doing about, say, four months um, for the rest of the year, they're cutting their pay, which is admirable. To me, it's admirable. admirable. Probably a lot. Well, if you really think about it, you know, for those few months. Yeah, listen to this. It says, in support of the initiatives of Knight Swift Transportation Holdings, Inc., um, to reduce costs in the third and fourth quarters of 2023, the company's chief executive officer, David Jackson, and the chief financial officer, Adam Miller, have elected to voluntarily reduce their base salaries by approximately 20% each. Commencing, uh, this started in September and expected to continue through December 30th of this year. A filing with Securities and Exchange Commissions read. Uh, an April filing, list, this back in April, a, they listed their salaries. Jackson's base salary is $925,000, and Miller's is $825,000. Uh, plus, they get stocks. It says, uh, including stocks, awards, and other compensations, the two combined for more than $11 million compensation. So the two of them with bonuses... And everything, <laughs> you're just shaking your head. So the two of them with bonuses and everything, they make 11 million bucks. But listen to the last part of it. It says the temporary reductions are only on the base salaries. Mm-hmm. So figure this. The, it was almost three quarters of the year passed. So really, they're taking a pay cut on about a third of their pay. So the dude that's d- making $925,000 you figure he's taking a 20% cut of about say 300,000 which would be about 60 grand. 60 grand is a lot of money to say okay I'll give up $60,000. Okay, which is like one driver's pay. All mm-hmm. right. Well maybe there it's more than one driver's pay, but and then um the other guy was $825,000 which say 63% 60% of A is another five. So figure he's also given up maybe 50 $50,000. Uh, you know, for the year. So out of the $11 million, they each gave up about 50 to 70 grand, which, you know, I, I don't know how to feel about that. It's like, it's a nice gesture. I don't want to make fun of them, but it's almost like, you know, the average guy is saying, all right, I'm going to, I'll give up a quarter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? I, I think what really got me Maybe is more than a quarter. When you're thinking about, okay. So what they wanted to do is they gave up, you know, so much of their base pay, which was like you said, Admiral, you know, yeah, they, 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 you look at it as when we go to a restaurant, how much do you tip the waitress? About 22%, right? You might, I don't, unless she's really good. 20, 20 to 22% uh, is what they say you should tip them. If she's bad, I write on a piece it of depends. paper. Yeah, I mean, if they're bad, that's different. Tell them what I write on a piece of paper. Don't pet a burning dog. Never pet a burning dog. If you're a bad waitress, but anyways, keep going, Ruth. Then, so. But the point is, is you usually tip your server approximately 20% of what your bill was. Correct. So they just asked for a tip. They, <laughs> no, they, they gave they, up their tip. Yeah, exactly. I'm like looking at it thinking, Oh my gosh, they gave that little bit up. When, when you look at the big picture, they gave that little bit up over the ne- next few months so that they could keep running. I wonder how much their profit sharing in their stocks that they are getting was if their combined was about eleven million, you said. Yeah, for just those two guys, that's not so, the profit so, of the company. Well, what, no, and that's what I'm saying is, 
they didn't want to give up. Like, see, they could have easily said, I'll give up my profit sharing for the next three, you know, my, my next three month profit sharing check. They could have gave that up, which would have been more going by what, what's going on. I'm just saying if they would, yeah. that's why the article clearly said, well, they gave up really the rest of the year, 20% of the rest of the year's base salary, right? which the rest of the year they're only going to make for the next four months. Uh, the, the one guy's, that poor guy's only going to make like 350,000 for the rest of the year. You know, he's, he's really, so he gave up 60 grand. So he, he may even have to, you know, start shopping at like Aldi's or something for the rest, <laughs> of, for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Maybe save a lot. <laughs> Because he gave up sixty grand. Sixty grand. I mean, be, let's be honest, okay? Can I? I mean, I don't know how to feel about it, but sixty grand. That's about what your truck drivers should be making over there at Swift. And if they're not, okay, then then maybe you you basically paid one trucker's salary for the do you, year. Do you have your phone with you? Out of twenty three thousand trucks. Yeah. Actually, they got more than that now. That what, they bought what, what is what? Figure out what they make a week or a month. What out of eleven million between them? I could no, 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 no. Just the what is it? One make nine hundred oh, and some thousand. Oh, nine hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah. Here, I'll, let me just tell you. divided by fifty-two. Okay, nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars divided by fifty-two weeks. See, this poor guy only lives on seventeen thousand seven hundred eighty dollars a week. So I don't know how he's getting by. He's his his weekly gross is seventeen thousand seven hundred eighty dollars. No, no, get sixty and divide it by the seventeen. 60 and 60 what? Oh, the 60,000 Yeah. that he gave up. Yeah, let's see how many weeks of a pay he actually gave so up. So 60,000, that's a good idea. $60,000 minus about 16 weeks, okay. Um, I'm sorry, divided by 16 weeks. Divided by 16. So out of his $17,700, the poor guy's down to $14,000 a week. Oh, my. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that's his gas. You know what? Maybe we should send him something. I'll well, send him something. Well, no, <laughs> honestly and truly, it was I'll still. Send him. He should be ashamed of himself. I mean, it's a nice gesture, yes. It is a and nice gesture. And it does gesture. help a lot, I'm sure. But come on. If you want to make that broad of a gesture, make a good impact. Give up. Look, if you make that kind of money and you really want to get your name out there, give up the $11 million between the two of you and let that go to help drivers and keep your company afloat. But you know what? It is what it is. I mean, I'm sure he's worth the $925,000 they're paying him, even though they're not making money right now. So anyways, Ruthann, that is my podcast, and I would like to turn it over to you. Do you have Do you have a, a place to visit for these truck drivers? I have lots of, well, I only have two places to visit, but I have something I'd like to say quick. Okay. We got our booth at Matt's. Oh, yeah. What, what's our booth number? Our booth number is 66105. Check us out, drivers. We're going to be at the Kentucky, Louisville, or Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> We're going to be at the Louisville Truck Show. Anyways, awesome. So we'll see you guys. When is it? March, Ruth? Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget, we'll be at the truck show in Fort Lauderdale also. So, y'all, we're going to start advertising for the Fort Lauderdale truck show also mm -hmm. that's coming up. And that was pretty good size. We really had a good time at that truck show, Ruthann. We did. Yeah. Met a lot of trucking companies, met a lot of people that are in trucking, met just that, you know, if you guys have never been to a truck show before, you really got to go because it's really cool because it's just like a big networking thing. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. So anyways, moving on. Moving on. And, and our state for this day. Yes. It's is Kentucky. So, oh, wow. It, how ironic. We're it going is. to Kentucky, and now you're going to tell everybody where to go in Kentucky. I am. I am. But I'm not going to tell you to go to Louisville. No. No. I'm going to. We gonna, had a good time when we went to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. And, and we met some really great people there that went all over to see different areas of Kentucky. But, you know. Yeah. I'm talking about when we went up there and interviewed Mike, the music guy with the flatbed. Mm -hmm. That was really cool times. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, what do you got? I have a, a place called Mammoth cave kentucky you know it's funny you actually bring that up i've been wanting to go there <laughs> it's the biggest i think in the it, united states it is over yeah. 400 miles of the mammoth caves interconnected passages have been surveyed since native americans first began to explore it yeah i knew it was a big one that's probably why it's called mammoth i would say so it is in the national park of uh of kentucky there and you can get tours. You can go through and see. There's a, above ground, there are a total of 85 miles of trails, 
seven miles of it's paved. So there's a lot of stuff that you could do, even horseback riding, mountain biking, lots of fun stuff that you could do in that whole area. So it's in Mammoth Cave, Kentucky, and it's the world's longest known cave system. You remember when you and I went to Luray Caverns in mm-hmm. Virginia? Mm-hmm. And I loved that. That was a really neat time. We went down and all those stalactites and stalagmites. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, we learned a lot about, I, I'm amazed that there's openings like that in the earth. And there's probably a lot of openings that they've never even discovered yet. But it is pretty cool going down there. But if you're claustrophobic, it's probably not a good idea. Gee, I wouldn't say that you would want to. Do you have another place in Kentucky for us? I do, I do, and not to to overdo it, but I do have another cave. It's called Hidden River Cave. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because the town of Horse Cave, Kentucky, used this river that ran underground as um, part of their system of electricity and so forth. And from businesses and stuff, it ended up getting very... um, polluted so they had to turn around and clean it up and it is now one of the most known and only like the how big it it was able to get cleaned up and be used again so there's a really big bridge that goes in this cave that you could walk across and have fun with and it's extremely educational for people to go in there and find out how they were able to use the system for um Electricity. So again, that's Horse Cave, Kentucky, and it's called Hidden River Cave. All right. And it's in Horsehead, Kentucky? Horse Cave, Kentucky. That's the town? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a name. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving you, on. You got the word of the day for us? I do. You do? Let's hear it. Pellucid. 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 P-E-L-L-U-C-I-D. Pellucid. It almost sounds like a chemical or something, but what is it? It is translucently clear of music or other sound, clear and pure in tone. So for spring cleaning, I wash the windows until they are pellucid with no streaks or water spots. The song she played on her violin was pellucid and sweet. When our podcasts go into editing, they're trying to make it nice and pellucid. Pure in tone. Uh, pure in tone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pure in tone. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, listen, I'm glad you mentioned Louisville. We want to try to keep mentioning that every week. Um, and Fort Lauderdale. And drivers, we want to say thank you uh, to all you guys and gals out there that have been sending us pictures and videos. I've got an awesome video sent to me the other day, Ruthann, of a, I mean, it's not awesome, but it's a driver uh, sleeping. And drives right up over the guardrail. And I'm going to be putting that up. Nobody was hurt or anything like that. And in fact, not at all. Nobody was even scratched. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, you know, people send us stuff all the time. And it's really awesome that they do that. And we want to thank everybody that keeps the show going. And then it just keeps us going. Because you know what? We're, we're here eight years. Yeah, we are. And if anybody has any place that they would like me to mention to visit, I'm in Kentucky. So we're going on to the next state. If there's anything that you would want me to mention that you have seen and you thought it was a great thing to look at, send me an email on it, ruthann at talkcdl.com, R-U-T-H-A-N-N at talkcdl.com. Awesome. Anybody that's got some interesting interview they want to do in trucking, we get a lot of people asking if they could come on the show, but we only bring trucking on only. So if you're part of the trucking industry and you're not looking to sell a product, I mean, you know, uh, give us a email or a message on Facebook and let us know. You can, you can write to Troy at talkcdl.com. Thank you, Ruthann. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.